0: Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to this month's June Monero Coffee Chat. My name is Justin. I am uh, the head of the the volunteer community work group here and we have a large number of other people here today joining us in the coffee chat. We're gonna go down the list of people just so they can all introduce each other. Uh, Of course, this is supposed to be an interactive conversational sort of setting. So if you have any questions or comments, leave them in YouTube, we can see them. We'll answer them here uh, as long as they're relevant. And we really like that sort of audience participation. Uh, So let's start first. Uh, Alex, can you begin by introducing yourself, please?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, My name is Alex. I call myself Alex. And I am, yeah, a Monero enthusiast. Professionally, I work for a German speaking Bitcoin and blockchain tech um, news magazine. And yeah. I take part in the Berlin Monero meetup uh, every month. So for those who have been there have probably met me. And if you haven't been there, you should go um, in June. Like, yeah, I think it's the seventh or eighth. The second Tuesday of the month is the meetup in Berlin in room 77. So yeah.
0: Awesome. So I'm, I have a quick question for you. I saw uh, recently that it was MSNBC, I believe, that was filming something in Room Seven and Seven about the whole cryptocurrency space and what what the the establishment means towards the community. Can you speak a little bit about like why were they were there and what they were doing?
1: Uh, so in the beginning of the week, there was the Block Show in Berlin, and the Block Show uh, has become quite renowned as a uh, yeah, blockchain um, event. I think Bobby Bobby Lee was there, the older brother of Charlie Lee. And so uh, I think it's CNBC, the crypto trader. And I was randomly at Room 77 and he walked by and he was like, oh yeah, I can't have a trip to Berlin without visiting Room 77. And then they shot a, yeah, a couple of um, shots there and were on their way again. <laughs> But it was a funny coincidence that I was there.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're able to have that exposure. Um, I'd like to have you speak later on the talk a little bit more about that. But I think uh, we can move on to have uh, Diego. Uh, is now a good time to have you introduce yourself to everyone? Or are you too busy with the other chat moment and come back? No, 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 no. It's OK.
2: We're pretty much done. So my name is Diego Rarar. Um this is what most people know me as. I, I just, uh, I do whatever I can in the manure community. I, I made the current website design. I'm um, involved with the DEF CON stuff going on right now. Um, anything that needs doing uh, work closely with Kavri and the core team to get some stuff done. So uh, yeah, contact me if you need anything, just be aware my, my to-do list is probably upwards of three dozen things to do. <laughs> So we'll see. Uh, I, I get to stuff as soon as I can. But I try to do anything I can except coding. So that, that's me. You know me.
0: OK. Thank you, Diego. Uh, up next, we have uh, Suray.
3: Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Suray Noether. Um, that's my pseudonym anyway. My real name is Brandon Goodell. Um, I am one of the two paid postdoctoral researchers at Monero Research Lab. Um, Recently, I have been reading about keys, and that is my life. Um, And let's see here. Yeah, I can't can't think of anything else. I'm pretty boring.
0: All right, thank you, Saray and Brandon. Nice to have you on as always. Um, Let's see, uh, Lucas, can you, Introduce yourself. I think this is the first time you've been on one of these. Okay, you you muted yourself, so if you could just uh, take care of that, then you can go.
4: Yeah. Whoops, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, hey. Yeah. So I'm Ziyagu or Lucas, and I am volunteering to you know participate more in the Monero PR and try to help the Monero community in, in any way that I can. I'm not necessarily coder or technical, but and do what I can to see uh, to, to help. Uh, I started the Church of Monero in an attempt to provide a um, kind of another structure to unite the Monero community uh, is the intent. But uh, I can kind of, I guess, talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> some people, love, you know, I understand it's uh, maybe a little controversial, uh, and that's OK. Wait, did you start a literal church, like you registered a church? No, so it's not it's not an established nonprofit or anything like that. Uh it's I call it the Church of Monero and it's the domain church of Monero, but uh it it's more a church in spirit than in form. <laughs> Do
0: you have the intent to register that at some point?
4: Uh I don't know. Uh maybe. Uh I, I think I, right now I have the, the vision for it is to use the I think religion has the capacity to be very viral in nature and to spread quickly through communities. And I think that I can leverage that functionality of that meme to help spread adoption of Monero um, and also use that to build um, interest in pursuing something cool like going to the moon and using a 3D printer to build a moon base. like the Monero Moon mission. So when if we get to the phase where we're actually like doing stuff like that, like building um, 3D printing robots or satellites that we can actually do, then we'd probably register so we can actually um, take legitimate, you know, uh, processes and 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 do that.
0: Awesome, Lucas. Thank you. Uh, then we have Knife
4: of Pi, who you
0: you had to have stumbled across at some point. Uh, can you introduce yourself, please?
5: So of course I go by knife of pie. I'm one of the most prolific commenters, I suppose. And when I'm not making Reddit comments or talking on IRC, I'm working on Cake Wallet, which is the iOS Monero wallet. And I don't think I'm as important as some of the other people here,
4: but
0: <laughs> I'm a fairly well-known member of the community, I suppose. Can we begin by having you speak about your process for joining Cake Wallet? So did you previously have an iOS developer background um and you just contacted them regarding how you could see improvements and then they're like you kept calling them so much they just got to know you by name
5: well pretty much yeah i i i have been an ios developer before and i i started i started out just finding bugs in their wallet because look i got an iphone i need to use monero and if there are bugs i want to get them fixed so i started out just testing for them and slowly it started to become more and more official. And now I just work with them helping develop their product.
0: So is that your, is that a full-time arrangement or is it a part-time? No, one? no, it's, it's a part-time thing. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to see that you were able to, well, it seemed like to an outsider, like an immediate sort of you proving your worth to them and jumping just directly on their team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In addition to their wallet kind of coming out of nowhere, so
5: yeah. I was shocked the, too because we, we we had the, all this X wallet controversy about this ring size seven, which was not non-standard at the time, and then three outputs, and then suddenly,
0: bam, this new wallet comes out of nowhere. Yeah, well, I'm glad to see that you were involved in that project. It's always nice to see you around, um, and wherever that might be, whether it's Telegram or Reddit or anywhere. Well, now I've been banned from I've Telegram, telegram is for a because
5: somebody reported me for spam. Gotcha.
0: That's unfortunate. (laughs) you have to get another burner phone, I guess. Uh, Yes. (laughs) All right. Uh, So uh, M2049R, are you available right now to introduce yourself to everyone here? It says that you... Okay.
6: I'm here. (laughs) I'm M2049R, and I'm uh, the developer of Munaruyo, the Android. Monero app.
0: All right. Yeah, we've had you on previously. It's nice to see you again here. Thank you so much for, again, making the time. Um, So now that we've gone through the introductions, I mean, the formal part of my job is basically over, right? It's just going through the aspect of making sure everyone's represented at least once. So now we now we have the time to just talk about whatever is really interesting to talk about. Uh, Of course, we have comments coming in saying that knife pie is a beast. Just objectively true. Um, So so, uh, is there anything that people have been working on with Monero recently? I know that uh, we're still sort of waiting for the point release. We have point uh, 12.1 that came out with the daemon. I think they're waiting for a retag for 12.2 for a ledger tweak in addition to uh, many other tweaks. And we're still waiting for the full GUI implementation. So that's kind of what's happening on the developer side of things um on the community side of things there's a lot going on too uh, in august this is, uh, there's defcon happening in vegas and there's a lot of work going into that and um, we have a lot of other people here that are more much more familiar with that sort of planning process thing. um so uh diego or scott who just joined in the chat uh, do either of you want to take the reins or perhaps both of you talking a little bit about What DefCon is, how Monero plans to communicate with people at DefCon, and how it's a good opportunity for Monero and the Monero community to reach other open source privacy enthusiasts. There, go ahead. Thanks so much, Scott. Go for it.
7: Uh, Yeah, let me see.
0: Can you hear me? Would you mind introducing yourself first because you just joined? If that's okay
7: yeah sure um yeah so i'm xmar scott been with the community for roughly a year and a half now kind of dabbled in random things across the year and a half uh, started giving presentations uh, in the kind of phoenix metro area and did a little japanese translation work um currently looking into studying klingon because i really like linguan languages and maybe adding klingon translation um but right now primarily focused on Uh, trying to help organize defcon um and sort of speaking to defcon um so defcon is basically a annual uh convention that's been going on for 26 years uh this year um mainly targeted towards hackers and within This village, or not this, within this conference, you have multiple villages uh, centered around certain things. So you have like a lock picking village, a social engineering village, car hacking village, um, and and the list goes on. So this last year, there were three cryptocurrency related um, talks, kind of, I think, on the main main kind of talk tracks. Um, This year, um, we are hoping to have, well, we do have a village that we're kind of um, co-hosting with an organization that's calls themselves the Blockchain Open Security uh, Group. And so within that village, we're hoping to have a bunch of talks, workshops, and kind of live demos. Um, the call for papers itself ends June 5th. Um, so if you yourself already go to DEF CON or... Hearing about DEF CON has piqued your interest and you would like to give a talk about something that's kind of blockchain, cryptocurrency related, um, the means to submit uh, your idea would be through bcsovillage.org. I'm going to leave it to SGP to post the link in the YouTube chat for folks. But um, yeah, so it should be great. Um, We're always looking for volunteers to kind of help out and potentially staff tables or do any uh, number of things. Um, and the next work group meeting will be um, at uh, basically next Saturday, so a week from now, um, at 15 UTC. So if you're based in Pacific, um, or I should say, if you're based on the, based on the west coast of uh, the US, then that would basically be 8 a.m. and corresponding times. I think that's largely it. Very rare can chime in.
2: I, I think you pretty much covered everything. Um, yeah, I guess I guess the only the only uh, thing to just highlight again, uh, we are always happy to have more volunteers. We're always happy to have more people man this station, that station, that type of stuff. We're still sorting out who gets what tables, who gets what space, who gets what presentation type stuff, but. Uh, you don't have to be um, a super contributor in this, that, or the other way to Monero to think, well, you know, I, I don't think that I can volunteer because I don't know these, those things. It's it's all right, you know. And actually, that's one thing I want to highlight really fast about a lot of the people that are here. A lot of people say, well, oh, I don't code. Um, I, I mean, here as in the coffee chat. They're like, oh, well, I don't code, but I, I see what I can do. I see what I can do. And so for anyone watching, you know, that, that's that's a question we get a lot. I don't code. I don't know how I can contribute. Uh, a lot of the people here, they, they don't code either. I, I don't code. And, and we, we all find ways to contribute to Monero. So yeah, back to Defcon, we're always looking for volunteers. Please, if you're interested in any way, uh, contact us and we, we can see where we can place you.
7: Yep, and our primary means of communication, I forgot to add, is the Pounds Monero dash community IRC chat room.
0: All right, thanks for the rundown. Um, So Alex said he had to leave uh, pretty soon. So I'm going to make sure I ask a question about the Monero Berlin uh, community meetup group that you have there. So I I know that this started around a year ago. Um, I would like to know how frequently you meet, what sort of meetings you have. So is it a more casual, we all go to a bar, we we, we just exchange conversation and rant about Verge, or do you like (laughs) sit through about like, a conversation about well, this is how like ring signatures work, and we're gonna go into an attack vector on them specifically. Like, what sort of what sort of events do you hope to have or, and do have there? Have had in the past, and uh, what sort of members come, and how? What is your relationship with the rest of the Berlin cryptocurrency community?
1: Yeah, so um, just to make sure uh, everybody gets this, I did not start the Monero. Uh, Berlin meetup. However, I was entrusted with the uh, relic. Um, I can show it to, to you. <laughs> it's like a table stand that is always on the table when we meet. So, uh, this thing right here. And the people that come are very diverse. Some are just come for the first time to uh, see what all the fuzz is about. Other uh, Others are yeah go more frequently um we meet once a month in room 77 so if you have been there this is a really casual bar it's not um a yeah a venue to to hold presentations and so on um and usually you just chat about oh what's been going on this month when is the hardware wallet finally coming out and um you, you do have some kind of Satoshi square where uh, people uh, trade XMR for um, Fiat. And yeah, so so it's, a, it's kind of a chill get together. On the other part, um, I did hold a presentation um, two weeks ago, I think, in um, Essen. So here in Germany, and I did it in German as well, about um, Monero, and I did that like in the light of my um, activity as an editor. And I think since I focus on like pure cryptocurrencies as I call them, so Bitcoin and Monero mostly, um, I'm going to um, yeah, speak more about Monero, um, especially in German. So if anybody's listening that doesn't speak English, well, um, yeah, there's more German content uh, coming soon. and. Member-wise, for the meetup, it's usually around ten people. Um, we start at seven every second Tuesday of the uh, yeah every second Thursday of the month, um, and there is about like ten to fifteen people. Um, some sometimes there's a coder, more or less people who know how to read code, which is great because, uh, like you just or uh, like Scott just said, um, I don't know how to code, and my way of contributing was to print a thousand of these stickers and plaster them all over Berlin. And yeah, so if anybody is in the uh, German region, I think there's another meetup in Munich, but I haven't been. Uh, Berlin is a great place and yeah, please come.
0: (laughs) Awesome, thank you. So I'm starting a a meetup here in Minneapolis, uh, which is where I'm based. Um, Do you have any advice for me starting a new meetup group in terms of how to get people who are just showing up that perhaps are there to learn more about cryptocurrencies or want to make money, how to encourage them to to, to stay and learn more. Um, because I have a student group and I speak with a lot of students, but I I always feel like it's there's still a larger barrier when I speak to people that are like in their 30s or 40s that come and are perhaps they're from, they might even have like a financial investing background. So like, what what advice do you think you would have for just, like for someone who started a new meetup group and wants
1: to just in, have like a quality engagement there? Hmm. Um, I would say advertisement is very a uh, big deal because first of all, you have to make sure that people actually come to the event. But I, I'm kind of torn on this point because, sure, it's great if more people uh, come to Monero, but what I appreciate, appreciate about this project is also the quality of people that do come because it's usually not the um, Virgies who ask when Lumbo, but it's the people who ask, well, what does it really mean to be private and why, is, why am I not private on Bitcoin? And then um, you get more, um, yeah, more education, to, across to the people because they are actually interested and not just asking for a price. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll make sure to ask next time and uh, give you a better answer then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hear some of the thoughts from the people who go to the Berlin meetups. Why they why they like going? I'd like to know more about that.
3: I would also like to learn more about that because I was considering starting a meetup in Denver and picking a location, picking ways to advertise. These are little details that are sort of annoying to, uh, for newbies?
1: Yeah, so I think a great place to start advertising is the subreddit. Um, I think a lot of people are active on there, uh, even lurking. Um, then the Telegram groups there, I mean, for Germany, we do have a German Telegram group um, for Monero. And Telegram, I know it's for scrubs, but uh, it's just where the, the biggest crowd hangs out. So if you want to go fishing, that's a, a nice place to start. Um, maybe even flyers around the city or uh, the college campus. And, you know, the the good thing about Monero is you can always ask the controversial questions. And usually that gets people emotionally invested in some part. Um, For me, speaking personally, why I go to the meetup is because I meet a lot of um, people that share the same passion. It's just fun to talk about. And it's also um, fun to, uh, yeah. I don't know. Learn more about things you didn't even have on your radar, like uh, new software, new websites to to check out that are somewhat related to Monero. So yeah,
4: I will say uh, I have some experience um running a more of like a Bitcoin meetup, and it is hard to how do you, how do you kind of um, filter and deal with people who come to the meetup and they're just like, hey, I just want to make money. Uh, And how do you actually have conversations with people who are interested in the technology and kind of building community and and such uh i don't know but it i I think you what you what you present and what you talk about is important and so if you're focusing on trading and on those sorts of things you're going to attract those sorts of people like need money 90 has a good policy in a telegram chat uh, for a room called priceless. And the rule is you just don't talk about the price of any currency and it filters out so much spam. It's
0: yeah, Yeah, I I always like to make sure those conversations are separate and I'm glad that that's an important aspect of this community that we can talk about bullet groups. We can talk about the harder role without being the immediate next sentence being like the price and I appreciate that a lot and I think most of the people in my community really do too. Okay so uh, speaking of Need Money 90 I see that they're here now uh, so Need Money can you introduce yourself to everyone and uh, you sent me a message do you have something to tell everyone here too? You can talk uh, yeah. directly to that.
6: So uh, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, so right now, uh, so I'm, my name is bunny 90 I've been uh, with the community coming on two years now, I think. Uh, I'm a moderator on various chats. Uh, I help keep things together, run our chat relays. Um, right now, I am in the middle of building a market-making bot called Mercado. Uh, there's a couple of the people that are working with me uh, on it. One of them is NASA Welder, who also built uh, Stolumo. I'm not sure if you guys have seen that. It's any cold storage uh, app for, um, I'm not sure if it's just Monero or That's cryptocurrency in general. I think it's, just, uh, sorry, no, sorry, LoonLumo, Stell StellumO is my
5: blockchain art project.
6: Ah, okay, sorry, sorry. I, I'm getting all these names mixed up. Okay. Uh, Lumo was uh, made by him. Uh, and then the other main contributor is 15 uh, Jeff. He is, uh, he's been extremely helpful but we are nearing a release at this point. Um, At some point, I'm going to be talking to the BitSquare people to see if we can actually get some integration with Multisigin and get uh, automated liquidity put up on BitSquare. So basically, you just hook up your Bitcoin and uh, Monero wallets, and it will let you provide liquidity in an anonymous way, which will be very, very interesting because you won't have to trust an exchange. Uh, We'll we'll have to see actually how this pans out, but it's going to be... uh, quite cool, I think. So yeah, watch out for Mercado. That's super exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that really sounds awesome. Have you spoken to anyone from BISC from that?
6: Uh, Yeah, I I opened an issue on their GitHub. Uh, They told me to get in contact with them. I was talking with the Monero Research Lab about multi-sig and atomic swaps. Atomic swaps will make it completely automated. Uh, if we use multi-sig, we can probably get it automated using one of them as a trusted third party um, to just sign off on transactions where both parties say everything is fine. And like they'd, they'd only get involved in disputes which is what they do already. So um, I actually think that's that's plausible. But if we can get atomic swaps working, that would just be like absolutely next level. We could get completely automated liquidity frozen for uh, an anonymous cryptocurrency without needing an exchange and I, I, I think that's going to be absolutely massive okay yeah sorry my, my enthusiasm is showing
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's no. not just massive for Monero or for the sake of just someone who has a that, that's really I mean, massive for, for any cryptocurrency yeah it's, it's, it's massive for anyone who wants to use these decentralized systems um, yeah so that's, that's excellent news your your enthusiasm should be showing. So <laughs> yeah, right.
6: that's that's it on my front. Uh that's my update.
0: Okay, thank you, Need Money. Uh
3: Congratulations on that, by
0: the way. That is
3: that is quite an accomplishment to to get going down that road, need money. Good job.
0: We yeah, all most, thank most people think
6: that uh all these trading bots have to be active or have a strategy based on charts and this is passive and makes money off of those people. So
3: Anything that makes money independent of market performance is a winner in my book.
6: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be really really cool to see exactly how much I take up there is in the community.
0: All right, uh, so Suray, I'm gonna have you uh, just give you an open question. Is there anything that you would like to talk about? The Research Lab developments. Um, I know Sir uh, Sirang is uh leaving for a few months to teach a course at duke Uh, can you speak perhaps even a little bit i'm a little bit aware of the details but i imagine you're probably more aware than i am
3: sure so basically uh sarong is going to be gone for a month to teach cryptography to i believe talented high school students or talented undergraduates um he's uh designed a four-week or three-week course um, for these kids. And uh, he starts out with teaching them how uh, one-time pads work and uh, how the uh, the Enigma machine from uh, World War II worked. Um, he has them break that. Uh, it's, basic, it's a basic cryptography class, but he's adding a flavor to it with cryptocurrency. Um, And since he's taught this before, he has these like living notes that he's fleshing out into a textbook of some sort. And I believe that he intends on adding cryptocurrency content to that. Um, So he's not being funded for the next month while he goes to teach, um, but he is uh, he is teaching. So um, he'll still be participating in the Monero Research Lab community for the next month, uh, of course. And when he comes back, uh, um, we'll welcome him with open arms. Uh, In the meantime. He's t- still taking care of the bulletproof auditing situation because uh, since he's in charge of the whole um, administrivia around bulletproof audits, uh, he, we're not transferring control over that while he's gone. Um, however, uh, let's see here. We have been talking about doing... Uh, various optimizations for bulletproofs uh, regarding uh, powers of two, non-powers of two numbers of outputs, um, because we think that basically for future applications of Bulletproofs, we're going to need these various optimizations. And so uh, he and I have started to discuss behind the scenes um, how to do a more general approach to uh, Bulletproofs. Um, In addition to that, I've been working on the multisig paper um, just like a month ago. Uh, not even a month ago, a paper came out that was discussing um, a security flaw and well, not a security flaw, but proved that MuSig, the uh, Bitcoin schnorr like uh, multi signature uh, scheme uh, can't be proven secure. And the multi sig uh, scheme that we were working off of, uh, we started to aggregate keys in that way. So in order to prevent um, a certain uh, uh So to be clear, the scheme is not provably secure, which means it could be secure, but there is no proof for the security of the scheme. So we would rather not use something that doesn't have a security proof, even if we think it is secure. Um, We can't think of any attacks on it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good thing. Um, So we have taken a step back from multisig. We are looking at... (laughs) how to make sure that everything flows correctly and can be proven secure uh, rather than just flying by the seat of our pants. Um, it's been a long road for multi signatures and the fact that this paper came out recently discussing the security implementation, uh, security flaw, it's proof, lack of proof, it's not even a security flaw. It's a huge wrench in the works. Um, as far as technically writing the paper goes, as far as the security that ordinary users are experiencing with multi-sig right now, um, currently discussing how that works out um, with what we're dealing with. But basically everything (laughs) in my life right now involves looking at keys very closely and looking at proof structures. Um, And Sereng is gonna be gone teaching for the summer. And other than that, MRL is kind of uh, a two-man show and half of us are gone and the other half is busy. So we're kind of uh, plodding along as quickly as we can. Does anybody have any questions? I babbled for a while.
0: So Sarong is, is oh, you you said he was doing something about uh, bulletproof optimization. He was working with Moneramu on that. Um, are you familiar with his work there?
3: Yes. Uh, so one of the things that Sarong and Moneramu have done is essentially save seven to eight hours of sync time six months from now. So it's sort of like an advanced, uh, sort of like a hard thing to think about. But um, basically, six or seven months from now, sync time is going to be remarkably faster because of these speed optimizations that multi, uh, excuse me, MoneroMoo and uh, Sorong have been making. The idea here is uh, to do these. Kind of fancy elliptic curve operations that normally take a lot of steps, but to squeeze them down into as few steps as possible so that they execute as rapidly as possible. And this involves so many different layers of optimization that usually it's not really worth uh, going down until you start needing to count microseconds. And when we're talking about verification time on the cryptocurrency networks, um, microseconds can mean a huge difference in throughput. Uh, so Monero, Mu, and Sarong have gotten the speed of verification of bulletproofs down, I think, to 14% of what they originally were. So like they've shaved off like 76 or eighty, or yeah, 86% of, of the speed uh, or of the verification time in Bulletproofs, which is insane. And Bulletproofs are already like 99% smaller. So basically we've taken the biggest part of Monero, I shouldn't say we, Sarong and Moo have taken the biggest part of Monero transactions, range proofs. They've made them super tiny and lickety split like a bullet. Uh, which is probably why they're called bulletproofs.
0: So can you speak a little bit about how that uh, impacts the fees? Because I I remember there was some conversation, uh, at least there was concern that the size would be uh, smaller to a much greater extent than the verification time decrease. So do they closely match up now that you're not really concerned about this sort of possible attack vector, or is this still something where the difference you still anticipate being large enough that a lot of effort will have to go into calculating these fees.
3: Uh, actually, it um, it's funny because uh, we were previously looking at fees in terms of size, which is like kind of like an absolute count of the number of things in the transaction. Um, And uh, it used to be that both time and space were proportional to the number of things in the transaction. Uh, And now space is very much tinier and time is dominating everything. But time is still linear in the number of things in the transaction. So essentially, it turns out that we have very little fee manipulation to do to take into account uh, the new structure. The thing is, Now, the space of things is so small, space is not what we're compensating miners for, for our fee structures. We're only compensating miners for the verification time that they spend checking these bulletproofs. Um, But it turns out that it's going to cost them kind of a linear cost, just like it did before. So overall, the fee formulas aren't going to be changing too much. The absolute number of fees... Or amount in fees is going to be decreasing significantly um, but other than that uh, yeah it basically after a long discussion it turns out that fees are a lot simpler than we thought they were
0: okay so um, okay so do you anticipate that the fees will drop similarly proportional then to the drop of transaction size there's no concern that it won't drop nearly as
3: much Oh, uh, well, I mean, that's a question of absolute fees, right? That's, mm-hmm. uh, instead of looking at like the formula of how fees are computed, it's like looking at the constants involved in that formula. And um, as a mathematician, I'm really bad at thinking about constants. Physicists are like, oh, the gravitational constant. I know that number. And I'm like, it's G, it's a letter. <laughs> so um, uh, the specific number of uh, atomic units in Monero, pico Nero is that what they are called? Um, the specific number per transaction, I I don't I, ha- I haven't been priority to that discussion at all. I've just been looking at the shape of the formula. So, the goal though is that now the bullet proofs are so much smaller, Monero fees should go down significantly. Yeah.
0: Well, that's great news at the verification time.
3: <laughs> yes, it is. And it looks like m 2049 year disagrees that physicists don't like numbers, which is probably also fair. I shouldn't mischaracterize physicists. I'm sorry, physicists of the world.
0: <laughs> you know, they make up a very large proportion of our coffee chat viewership. We might have to kick you off the next uh, coffee chat because you've said to many I have a physics
3: minor. I know <laughs> what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs>
5: You've given us an appeal to authority now.
3: Trusted third parties, trusted third parties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, that was a really good uh, MRL update. Thank you so much, especially not only for covering your ground, but of course for surrounds too. So thank you for representing both of you. <laughs> um, uh, and then we have a few people that are trying to get a little bit more specific on some of the more hard numbers of fees in the chat, um, and so uh, I'm just going to try and summarize it. That for every transaction that you could make now versus with bulletproofs, if the version on bulletproofs will always be smaller. And I think if you just need to give yourself a number, just give yourself a 75% number in terms of re- fee reduction. You think that's probably fair?
3: Uh, I think that's probably a fair rule of thumb, but you know, this is like a, a change that the whole community needs to decide upon together, um, and uh, how much we think it should cost to send exactly one Monero under normal network conditions. Um, uh, you know, I depending on the amount of si- amount and size of the transaction. Th- these are these are details that um, many people need to be involved in and there's no mathematically perfect answer. So I can't like take a derivative, set it equal to zero and be like 12, dude. So, which is unfortunate. I wish there was a best answer here, um, but really uh, the community needs to hash out how fees are going to work. But I think a 75% reduction is probably what I would ballpark it at today. Um, but call that naive, maybe, just to be safe.
0: Okay. Well, now you know that now it's gonna be quoted on every news article, so. (laughs) Hello, all journalists. (laughs) Link them to this point of the video directly. Um, Okay, a few more comments coming in. Uh, If there's anything else that people want to talk about during this time, by all means, it's your time too, so make sure to let it know. If you just have a question for anyone here or uh, you know anyone else, make sure to let us know. Um, so uh, we're asking, will we see a working hardware wallet demo at DEF CON? Um, I know you can look at the specific information for the phone funding system proposal. Uh, I can link that later, but does anyone here know on the top of their head within the details of that proposal, whether or not they wanted to have a functional demo at DEF CON? Given silence, I think I'll just, uh, I think I can go find that. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll post that in the chat for the person who had that question. Um, And too many people that are saying one ledger, it's it's like right here already. So, Uh, (laughs) um, yeah, let's see. yeah, a lot of people, I think, really want Ledger at this point.
5: But the strange thing is you can already use Ledger. I've been using Ledger since April.
0: Yeah, so can you so. can you just talk people through with uh, 12.1 and 12.2, how it's simplified the process for using Ledger and someone, even though they can't use, at the moment, Ledger's specific app, how you, uh, like, what, what process you use. And do you think a normal person would be able to do that in the command line?
5: Well, the process is actually pretty easy. You only need to generate the wallet on the command line. So Monero wallet, CLI dash dash generate from device, and then the name of the wallet, and it'll take a couple of minutes probably to run some operations on the actual hardware wallet, and then it'll create a wallet and you can actually load that wallet into the GUI. And from the GUI, you can use that wallet as normal.
0: All right, so it's that sounds pretty simple then. Um, so basically, as long as someone's familiar using the command line wallet at all, that it's a very small additional step, if, if any, to even but, use it with Ledger.
5: But it, it would actually be trivial to allow Ledger wallet creation from the GUI. I'm not really sure why it hasn't been done yet.
0: Yeah, it, do you know, um, is, there a, is there a markup for, or a up for how they anticipate the, the gui page looking for the ledger integration or any hardware wallet integration really i'm not
5: sure if there's a mock-up but most likely it'll just be in the wallet
0: creation screen so you,
5: you'll have create wallet load wallet from seed load load wallet from keys generate wallet
0: from ledger something like that i'm still sort of looking for this uh hardware wallet Okay. Well, is there anything else that people is there anything else that people really want to get out? We have another ten minutes or so of, of chat left.
4: Uh, I I can uh, briefly talk about the I guess the Church of Annera a little bit. Uh, yeah. I uh, so yeah. So really, I think there's um. If you go to the Church of Monero website, you'll see we have a few missions uh, already. Um, And so uh, the the purpose of the Church of Monero to unite the the Monero community. uh, Basically, the intent is you see uh, various uh, cryptocurrency communities suffer from a fork attack where um, they split the community into two different groups like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. and, And that can be a problem. Um, and so what I'm doing with the Church of Monero is trying to create kind of a meta community where people can um, un- unite on more of a maybe say a spiritual if you're not religious and, you know, religion is, I understand, can have its problems. So I would say the Church of Monero is more spiritual than religious um, and to unite the community on that level uh, to also pursue um noble worthwhile goals um and so something like the Monero moon mission something that the the press can talk about that's not like a darknet market Um, something that we can in the Monero community work towards um that can really make a a positive impact in the world and give someone and give some people something positive to talk about Um, and and also I think as a I think of the Church of Monero as a volunteer marketing arm for Monero. I, I'm not getting paid I, I'm not asking for money, I'm not accepting donations. Uh, the, the idea is I want to begin to educate people within the Monero community on how Monero works and how they can kind of you know, spread the good word of Monero. I think a form of marketing done organically is better than maybe just doing like some massive advertising campaign. Uh, we're not trying to do like any sort of ICO or any of those. Uh, more hype sort of uh, things, Uh, more keeping it on the down low and talking with people and kind of slowly integrating the idea through um, the community and as new people join, Uh, it's not, we're not trying to, um, yeah, hype it up too much, Uh, but provide something so that when Monero in the future is uh, under heavy attention and scrutiny from the world, as it will be, um, because it is, the best form of money, uh, it, we need to have t- these sorts of um, marketing and public relations structures set up to deal with that uh, uh, attention effectively so that it's, it's used in the right way, and that right way being the, for the benefit of the Monero community. So that's why I'm here and how I hope to help. And Can yeah. I make a
3: recommendation for the Church of Monero's goals of course absolutely we need some sort of like little self-replicating nanobots to go out into the word cloud and like eat helium and ice and make more of themselves and i think that would be a great extra mission to add at the top of uh the church of monero
4: (laughs) okay
5: let's see if we can get funding from the dash
3: treasury (laughs) (laughs) for a zcash foundation grant
4: You know, it's kind of, it's 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 kind of trolling and serious and joking at this. It's kind of the Church of Monero is an attempt at really like paradox, where it's a, you have church which is heavily religious and uh, more dogmatic, and then you have Monero which is heavily academic and peer-reviewed and scientific, and the two of those are uh, seemingly like incompatible and so my attempt is to try to reconcile these two things that are just like not um the not the same and so uh, it, another form of paradox is yeah we're are we're going to pursue building these like self-replicating nano robots that build on the moon something crazy but you know i mean if if an ico can hype their new internet 2.0 white paper and make 4. 4.0, 4. you know, why can't we say we're going to build self, self-replicating nanobots on the moon? <laughs> so, is there actually
3: a 10,000 Monero reward for 3D printing on the moon?
6: Oh yeah,
4: there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, like there's there's someone in the community who's who's said for over a year now that that's what they're going to that's what they're offered as a prize. So. That's totally cool. That's right? like
3: really getting to the point where like it might it's be not financially worth humanity.
6: it. He's the fund. Like the, the fund is open. We we have ten thousand monero that was collected. It is open for anybody who three D prints on the moon. They will get ten thousand monero. If monero like goes way up in value, that will incentivize a, a space mission to the moon to three D print there. Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent legit. Isn't that the same amount that monero.org asked for?
5: To buy their squatted domain,
3: I have no idea.
0: I, I don't I remember feel, that statistic. I, like I, been been was, I know it was. I know it was over a hundred thousand U.S. dollars at the time they quoted it. Um, I just don't know what it was. Um, I think I'm going to rename this is. this video like to the ten thousand Monero giveaway just to, <laughs> just to get a few extra. He
5: claimed yes. the The owner of Monero .org wanted to sell the Monero .org domain name for ten thousand Monero,
2: or best yeah, offer. Still, yes, still does, as far as I know. I, I feel like at some point, honestly. This may be pretty unpopular, but, but at some point, it would be beneficial to get that Monero.org just because if somebody else besides us gets that Monero.org, I, I realize that on Google, getmonero.org shows up first, but they'd be able to confuse a lot of people, especially if somebody malicious gets this. <laughs> but and, they've, and, all, and- they've
5: already been confusing people because they have downloads to the 0.11 binaries. So people download them from Monero.org and they say, well, where's my Monero? I downloaded the wallet from Monero.org and my Monero just never arrived well, because right. it's the old wallet.
2: So, I mean, it, it's a sucky situation. Um, really wish that it wasn't like this, but at some point... We we gotta talk I and mean, I don't know maybe we can talk them down to a certain price or something like that but I feel like it would be very beneficial to the community.
6: given to terrorists 10000 ten thousand yeah. ten
2: thousand is like insane no Probably. way I, well of but course we 100%. wouldn't I wouldn't recommend paying ten thousand in Arrow.
6: Um, not not only recommend I think that paying ten thousand would be unconscionable
3: I think that it would be reasonable to pay uh, to offer an amount in uh, fiat. And then offer to pay in Monero, but the amount has to be pegged in fiat because fuck those guys. <laughs> Pardon my <laughs> language.
2: You know, and, and it, it is it, business wise, it is a valuable domain to have. So I don't expect them to let it go for a hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? But uh, 10,000
3: is still man. a lot, <laughs> 10,000 is absurd.
2: It's, it's not uncommon for, for valuable domains to go for tens of thousands of dollars. I, I'd say like 10,000 bucks. What do you say? Yay? Nay? If nay? Okay. Then that, that's that's all the Monero community would ever be willing to, to put down.
0: Um, but... So we have only about five minutes left. Um, and it was one big topic of news that we did not really cover. Um, it's the revelation or the announcement uh, that Ricardo had left Globe, had left uh, Miami Monero, or at least if he had not already left Lobby, he was in the process of leaving Globi to work on another startup called Tari, uh, which is building uh, assets on uh, this kind of, it uses its own blockchain, but it communicates and settles still with Monero's blockchain. Um, does anyone have any thoughts on what this really would mean for Monero going forward in the community? Is there, are there any concerns? Is it all positive news um, that people would have?
3: I think it's going to be really, really good for the economy. For especially for Ticketfly to get involved, um, is pretty big news. I mean, we earlier this year had Project Coral Reef happen with, uh, Weezer and Mariah Carey stuff, uh, where we could buy those with Monero through Globy um, uh, my main concern, though, is actually it has nothing to do with blockchain. It has nothing to do with uh, the Monero economy or Monero. It has to do with like the ticket industry being jerks and somehow like coming up with some weird smart contract system where you can only like you can totally go uh, scalp your ticket. But then you have to like pay a fee to the person who originally issued the ticket, like stuff like that. I can totally see um, uh, heavy applications laid on top of a protocol like this that could lead to um, an industry like the ticketing industry uh, to do some even shadier stuff than they already do. Um, I mean, everybody knows what Ticketmaster does um, with their customers. So uh, I don't know, like, I think it's, I'm I'm super excited about the news. Um, I'm wary about what it means for um, (laughs) concert goers, honestly.
0: Yeah, I was I was listening to a podcast that he had, and it was uh, how you could use smart contracts to take fees on additional reselling. Which, yeah, I can see I can see pros and cons, and there aren't really any pros for the consumer there, uh, despite how they tried to spin it in the conversation. Uh, does anyone else have any thoughts uh, either on you know, how much the process for purchasing tickets is horrible or on more broadly on Tari and how it will maybe change how Monero is referred to in a sort of conversation? I
2: I'm honestly fairly indifferent about Tari. The 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 idea that it's it's tied to the security of Monero when really it's own blockchain like it, it's really just the mining that kind of combines the two which is which is cool you know it gives some I guess a little bit more incentive to mine on the Monero chain and that, that's kind of cool and um, I don't know the fact that it's Fluffy Pony makes a lot of people go a buzz but in terms of how it directly affects Monero besides giving it a little bit of PR in a few different areas and the fact that they do uh, give good PR for Monero and they are Monero positive. It really does not affect us all that much, in my opinion. Um, well, I guess the one thing that it, it does do is they say that they're not just going to be developing for Tari. They're going to be de- developing um, research and code for Monero as well. So if they contribute back in that way, then obviously that is going to be a benefit for Monero. But the project itself, neat idea. Um, it's, uh, in, in, in regards to Monero, the actual project is neither here nor there in terms of what, what it's going to offer. Uh, the Monero community in my opinion it so I don't know nothing for me to get too
0: excited about anyway I think most importantly it will change the sort of conversation people have with Monero Um, I don't know if this is really still the case but when I was going around Europe about a year ago Ethereum was the real big buzz and Everyone was like, well, does Monero have any plans to do smart contracts? Does Monero handle those? And you're like, no, like at the moment, it just like at its core, Monero just wants to be a very good store of value, ability to transfer funds effectively and really privately fungible, et cetera. You know, the typical spiel you give people. Um, and they're like, oh, well, you mean it doesn't have quantum, it doesn't have uh, uh, like the ability to write solidity on there. And I think that at this point, at least, it will be an answer for people who are looking for that sort of development, or for people who find that sort of value in decentralized systems. I think it, it, it Monero is probably large enough that it might, if, if Tari continues to receive public exposure, it might move Monero more so into that conversation. Um, I'm not saying like will or anything, I, I just, I know that Tari will be my response in the future if people ask me like, well, can Monero do this?
3: I think there's two real big things about Tari, and the first thing, as you mentioned, uh, Justin, is the uh, uh, the image of Monero as this darknet drug-based currency. It's like, well, no, now we're also doing raves and concerts. Um, but uh, in addition to that, um, there's if ten more Taris appeared tomorrow, and ten more Project Coral reefs. Um, you know, uh, that would be like huge for Monero, but it wouldn't change the underlying technology. And really the thing is, is these projects are a sign that the underlying technology is working and is doing what it's intended to do and that our development at Monero is proceeding appropriately. If it was not happening that way, then these sorts of projects would be you know you'd see a lot more fly by night sort of ico scams show up claiming new monero smart contracts and they would never ever deliver and the fact that we have like one big project there and we have like the project coral reef thing reaching out for uh, um, payment processing it's it's a sign that the economy is developing in a way that i think is scamless I don't want to say scamless or scam free, but more scam resistant. And so I think that at the very least, what you're seeing is Monero is becoming more institutionally accepted. And those institutions are new institutions um, or they're institutions that have been around for a while, like Ticketfly, but they're willing to try something new as opposed to um, uh, what you see with like Bitcoin or Ethereum.
0: All right. So does anyone else have any last thoughts on this before we conclude for today?
4: Yeah, I guess I, I wasn't aware that the, um, I, I guess it didn't occur to me that Tari was a separate blockchain. Um, but I think, I don't know exactly how it, how it's going to do its privacy thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the project develops and to see how, um, like is it if it's if it's building off of Monero's code in like a similar way, is it something that Monero could integrate? I don't I don't know these are these technical questions that uh,
3: my understanding is that they're gonna shoot for something sort of like the counterparty protocol, but with Monero. And since that hasn't been constructed yet and a lot of the uh, methods of exchanging information uh, haven't really been defined in the Monero space, it, there's some technical challenges to be overcome. So I'm just also not quite sure exactly how all of it's going to work.
0: All right. So I think with that, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for participating. Uh, Diego, Knife of Pi, Need Money, Seth Scott, Suray, M2049R, and Lucas. Nice to see you all here. And uh, I hope to see you again next month. Thanks again, everybody.
2: Thanks. Bye-bye.